The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. All right, kid. You had a helmet on. Imagine if you didn't. The Fan. Currently, I am being stared at through a window by our fine engineer, now two windows, Crazy Eyes McGinley, who has a large chain weapon that he is spinning very close to Patrick's Patrick's delicate head. Um, <laughs> that's so scary. That that that, that Good is. Good night. You know, you know, what we really need to do. We need to get him in here at some point and just get some taglines and get drops. We need drops of McGinley. I kind of feel like the specialness of Crazy Eyes is that. He's a mysterious character that only screams at the top of his lungs into a studio like once every three months. I guess that's I fair. feel like there's a mystery to him that people are like, who is Crazy Eyes and why do you talk about him all the time? Well, we do have a great history here at the fan of not divulging people's real names uh, that aren't on air personalities. I mean, that's not really intentional. It's just more of a nickname thing. But right, yeah. right, right. But I think we're good at it. And I think uh, the world needs to know, needs to leave. Maybe they need to leave Crazy Eyed McGinley to their own imagination. Yes. Everything that you think about Crazy Eyes is true. It and, is true. And if we reveal too much, you may find out that it's not. Yes, it is true. And we're not even telling you the truth if you catch my drift. Yes. Like everything you know about him is true, but we are definitely holding things back. This is a family radio program. Is it though? Uh, well, the FCC makes us. I mean, so, we're yeah. after dark, so. But I mean, the FCC makes us. I can't say, you know, S, B, D, F. I mean, you have. I mean, I have, but then someone has to hit a button. <laughs> Which is on, by the way. I just looked over. I was like, is that button on? <laughs> Because somebody forgets to turn it on. I mean, nobody forgets to turn it on. Usually me in the morning if I'm here for the boys. (laughs) So these are the top free agents left available in baseball right now. In alphabetical order, Nick Castellanos, Michael Conforto, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Jorge Soler, and Trevor Story. We will begin with the biggest name on this, and that would be Freddie Freeman. Michael Conforto. And never Michael Conforto. I was surprised you mentioned him. Then you said Jorge Soler, and I was like, Mike's being nice. Got it. Well, that's a list I've seen of who's <laughs> the best left. Um, I just saw, just like two minutes ago, saw this report from John Morosi. The Dodgers and Freddie Freeman are deep into talks of a deal that will give him 150 mil guaranteed that may be signed tonight. How can they? How can they afford that? Because there's no salary cap. Right. They can do whatever the hell they want. They don't have Scherzer. Are they paying Bauer? Yes. I don't know if, well, I mean, they've got the crazy deal for him, but I don't know with this commissioner exempt stuff if they're having to pay. I well, he definitely didn't opt out like we all thought he would. No, no. Uh, I would imagine that they still have to pay him, yes. But it would appear as of this very moment that Freddie Freeman will be a Dodger. And let me say, Thank God. You're so, Mike, you're so ridiculous. You I are don't sacrificing, care if he goes to the You're sacrificing the rest of the league for your own petty, petty win that's not even a win because I don't think your team's that good. So you're willing to sacrifice the next five years of your team not being very good to make sure the rest of us are miserable? If our team's not – if my team's not very good – you know how much worse it would be if 19 times a year they have to play Freddie Freeman? 
I'm willing to put some serious money on it that Maybe the Mariners 14, what is it, finish with a years? better record than the New York Yankees. Okay. I think the Yankees and the Indians might have the might have a similar record. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's possible. I don't think that's going to be at all the truth. But I, I can't believe you're willing to sacrifice the whole league for your petty 500 ball club. It's not the whole league. It's baseball. The best team doesn't always win. They will if the best team has Freddie Freeman. Why? Added? Why? Oh my God! I'm I I, I can't believe you. This is unbelievable, Mike. Is it unbelievable? This is unprecedented. Patrick? This is unprecedented. Yeah, man, you are literally giving it up. I'm not giving anything up. The Dodgers have been loaded for years. How many have they won? One. Yeah. But they're always in it. Yeah. And now they have cool. Freddie Freeman. They'll always be in it. And they're not going to win it every year because it's baseball and we have parity. You know what you need? It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. I That's need A-Rod? Need. Yeah, you need A-Rod. I don't need A-Rod. You need A-Rod in your life. No, I don't. Yeah, everybody needs A-Rod. I'm not going to even watch him with my favorite broadcaster do the special Sunday Night Baseball broadcast. You need A-Rod. I don't want A-Rod. I've had A-Rod. And let me tell you, A-Rod seems a lot better on paper than when you're actually in a relationship with Alex Rodriguez. J-Lo found that out. I'd love to be in a relationship with Alex Rodriguez. Although I think uh, A-Rod may have found that out about J-Lo as, as opposed to the vice versa. Hey-o! Uh, the other other names on here, I'll be honest, I don't. I have heard squadoosh about Michael Conforto and Jorge Soler. I have not heard them tied to anybody. Conforto is the interesting one because I think a lot of people are going to look at him uh, very similarly to the way we looked at him in New York. The talent, but when? Yeah. If. Now now you're getting to the point of if. And I think the idea is probably that the reason we haven't heard anything is he probably wants too much money. Probably. Which is of, why the Mets potential. are like, see you later. Alligator. Uh, Castellanos has been tied to the Marlins a little bit. I did hear a bit of a rumor that the reason that Jeter left the Marlins was in part because of the lockout stuff, but in part because he wanted them to spend money now that they had rebuilt the team, and they said, no, we're not going to spend money. <laughs> so Jeter was like, okay, bye. I came here to win. Um, but Castellanos has been tied to the Marlins. That might be too steep a price for them, but I think it would be fun if he went down there, even though he would no longer be in a great hitter's park Did anymore. Did you just say funner? No, I said it'd be fun if he went down there. I thought you said it'd be a lot. I, I I thought you said it'd be funner if he went down there. I did not. Okay, Syracuse grad, just check. I did it. not. This Wazoo kid doesn't say funner. Um, Carlos Correa might be going back to the Astros. Yeah, this is the one I've been watching the most on it. <clears throat> and honestly, he, he's the guy I've been watching the most since the beginning, even pre-lockout. More so than Bryant. More so than Freeman. Uh, just because I think this guy is a multi-generational talent. I think we're like swimming in a sea of fantastic young shortstops. And I think it's easy to get fall in love with a Tatis and then switch to a Lindor and then switch to a Seager and kind of forget some of these dudes. And right now I think people are forgetting how good Carlos Correa is. The Tigers were tied to him. If they could snag him, that would be insane. If the Astros bring him back, that keeps most of that nucleus together. I think Correa is, in my opinion, the one to watch, which is probably why he's waited. Well, the Tigers will not get him because he's, they already got Javi Baez. Right, but it's probably why. Well, he can play second. It's probably why he's waited for Bryant to sign, and he might even wait for Trevor Story to sign. Yeah, but it sounds like 
all along he's wanted to go back to Houston, but the Astros weren't offering enough. Which is stupid because they're saving money on Alex Bregman. And I've the most recent report, it sounds like the Astros are going to offer enough. And to be honest, I cannot find a better fit for Carlos Correa than the Houston Astros. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hate that Springer dodged out of town to get to the Blue Jays, so we, like, forget that he is part of all of that, which we do. We do because he's in Toronto. But if you still I wear that Astros in Toronto, if you still wear that Astros jersey, so did we, really we know forget? we know. Yeah, because we just forgot he played in baseball. When you still wear that Astros jersey, we know. Well, and we also know. he was the biggest douche of them all in terms of like defending the team against people who were angry at them. And I mean, yeah, he could go to another team and have his giant douchey personality and people would love him or hate him or whatever. But Look, you belong on the Astros, Carlos. So hopefully they sign him to that contract, and then we can continue hating him in the same way. Does that sound good? I'm cool with that. Uh, and then Trevor Story. I have actually heard almost nothing about Story. Almost nothing. Uh, I know that I feel like people are putting Story on teams, but I haven't heard reports of teams interested in Story. Yeah, I, it, I know that the Mariners have been tied to him. I know the Yankees were tied to him. I know that the Cubs were tied to him, but... It feels almost like that agent driving the story like leaks out. Oh, the Yankees might be interested right. in Trevor's story, even though they've never talked. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's a weird one. I I kind of want the Mariners to go get story. I mean, they don't really need him at this point because they said they committed to J.P. Crawford, but he makes the team better. It's again, kind of fits into what I talked about this weeks ago, that the Mariners offseason is going to have to be higher risk signings because those are the guys that are going to come to Seattle. They haven't won yet. Once they start winning, then you can get some of the safer guys to come. But the guys like Robbie Ray, the guys like Jesse Winker, the guys like Trevor story all have some risk attached to them for various, various reasons. Stories is that, well, he's played in Denver his whole life. So can, or his whole career. So can he hit away from course? We don't know, but I think that'd be a great fit for the Mariners. Another big bopper bat, you already talked about it a couple segments ago that they are right now probably the favorite in the AL West close with the Astros, but the way that they've been building themselves could be a division winner this year. Go get Trevor Story. You probably are the division winner this year in terms of the predictions and stuff and the projections. So I don't know. I mean, they went cheap by getting Winker and by getting Suarez, so maybe they don't want to spend money, but I still think BM should go get Trevor Story. Yeah, I, I, I know that they were with Chris Bryant at the very end, and he ended up going with the Rockies. The Rockies probably offered him more money, and that's probably the route he wanted to go. Uh, you were willing to spend the money on Bryant. Trevor Story's probably cheaper. I mean, not by much, but he's probably cheaper. But, yeah, what do you do with J.P. Crawford? You know, Crawford had a great end of the season. He's probably a really great clubhouse guy. On a side note, I just looked at 2023. Wow. Good? Wow. Oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you you have to kick the tires. If you're the Mariners, you traded for Jesse Winker, which didn't cost you a whole lot. Um, you clearly were ready to spend money on somebody. Unless you don't think Trevor Story is a good out, then why not take a shot? You know, I would rather have Chris Bryant than Trevor Story, uh, mostly for the defensive use uh, but that's my opinion. But Trevor Story's still going to make your team a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you just read the Mariner lineup, and I was like, that's a that's a pretty good lineup. Yep. You throw think, a Story in the you, middle of that. I think what you could do potentially 
if you're the Mariners, is you can move Crawford to second and have Frazier be your, like, every day backs up a certain position and rotates around the infield. Talking about Chris Taylor, baby. Talking about Chris Taylor. Mariners already had Chris Taylor. Uh, that's true. And he went to the Dodgers and started slamming. But that that position has become quite popular among baseball teams. The plays almost every day, but he's just giving respites to the other players on the team. It's really the only thing I give Dave Roberts credit for. He's used Chris Taylor brilliantly. Yep, yep. And I think the Yankees are going to do that with DJ this year because they've got a full infield right now. It's not a bad idea. He'll play almost every day, but he'll you can be, put him anywhere. He'll be resting the other guys in the infield. Um, yeah. So Trevor Story. Have not heard a lot about him, which is surprising considering the talent of player that he is. All right, coming up next, we'll take a little gander at some of the stuff we haven't talked about yet. There's still plenty, and we'll begin with Mr. Bryant himself doing who knows what. That's uh, next, Hot Corner on The Fan. With Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Patrick has done it, everybody. He has hit the right button. It's only you know, technology taking, and stuff. It's only taken six segments. You did it once before, too. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, yeah. One day. Let's take a little gander around the rest of what we have seen thus far in Major League Baseball. And we will begin with the news of the day. The news of the day. Which is Chris Bryant did not sign with the Mariners. Did not sign with any contender, actually. Chris Bryant has decided that he is going to go take a stab at being a big contract guy with the Rockies. Um, what is the Colorado Rockies? What is the Colorado Rockies, Jeopardy Lady? Couldn't what tell is you. the Colorado Rockies? They just traded their star franchise player along with $50 million of his contract. Fan of the show, Nolan Arenado. To the St. Louis Cardinals. Keeper on my team for this year. For nothing. For basically nothing. For basically nothing. And they're paying him. And they're paying him $50 million of the contract that was left. And then they went and signed Chris Bryant for a smaller but pretty similar contract to what they just gave up from Nolan Arenado. After letting their star shortstop walk. Yes. Didn't trade him. People wanted him. They were like, nah, we good. Yes. That is true. I forgot they were, he was at the deadline and they didn't trade him. Yeah, they didn't trade him. And then he walked. And then they walked. So <laughs> in a crazy turn of events, he's actually best friends with Chris Bryant and resigns <laughs> on a team-friendly deal. <laughs> what on earth is Colorado doing? And obviously Chris Bryant's chasing the money, but dude, you could have gotten close to this and gone to a contender, man. Yeah. I, what is happening? I think it's really strange. I, you know, the, Maybe the, he doesn't like pressure. The Chris Bryant thing actually makes more sense of the two of them, just because we see this all the time. Um, players want to get paid and Chris Bryant is the poster boy of service time manipulation. He is the poster boy of arbitration. He is what the MOBPA was fighting for in the collective bargaining agreement. That's the biggest thing about Chris Bryant. And I think Chris Bryant is, and will forever be, at least in my mind, the reason why I side with the Players Association. I love Chris Bryant. I think Chris Bryant is a fantastic player. I know he'd been hurt a little bit, and I think people have been really down on him. I thought San Francisco was crazy not to lock him up long term. I'm disappointed that the Mariners didn't snag him. Uh, it, it's a lot of stuff like that. I think maybe Chris Bryant has 
decided, like you said, you know what? I've won a World Series. I've won an MVP. I've been treated like garbage. Maybe it's time for me to go out to pasture and live in Denver, and I like Denver, and hit and play ball and just chill. That's the Rockies I'm, are what don't make sense. That's the only thing that I could think of is that maybe he just doesn't want the stress anymore. But, I mean, look, it's kind of taboo to say that in any sport. Like, the athletes in your head all want to play for championships, right? But in reality, there are plenty of people with personalities that don't want to deal with that kind of stress. They don't want to deal with that kind of pressure. So may, I don't know. But maybe that's Chris Bryant secretly is like, I can get paid $26 million a year to go play for a team that's going to finish in last, and I can rake. People will like me, but I don't have to worry about it. That sounds kind of fun. I honestly think they got him on the cheap. I, I thought Chris Bryant would cost more than that. You think so? I do. Hmm. I do. I, I, I don't know if he's quite a $30 million a year player just because we're seeing the youth movement getting the $30 million a year or the – tried and true vet getting the 30 million. I felt like this was right in the sweet spot because Chris Bryant to me is not at that level of the stars that have gotten the $300 million contract. He plays five positions. Yeah. He's great. He's great, but he's not that level. In my opinion, he still got pretty close to it though. 26 mil. I also got a full no trade clause, which is even weirder. (laughs) So he doesn't want to leave. He wants to go to the Rockies. Let me die. (laughs) As Dolph Lundgren says in Rocky Four, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, and you're right. The Rocky side of this is strange, too. I think the Rockies is the way more strange side. The only what thing are we I, doing here? The only thing I can think of with Colorado is that they switched GMs. They fired the guy who traded Aaron Nato, and, and he's like, I'm going to make a splash. We have nothing in the <sighs> tank, but we got Chris Bryant. Well, maybe it's just we realize we made an error. We shouldn't have traded away Nolan Arenado, so let's go get the next best thing that we can right now. And that is Chris Bryant. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to fix the wrong. Also know that they're, I don't think it's their owner, but the 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 president guy that <clears throat> Dick Manafort, maybe it's the owner, I don't know, was like the lead negotiator for the owners. Well, and they've kept Bud Black. They're like, this guy? Legend. If, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose with this guy. He's a nice guy, isn't he? I do like Bud Black. Yeah. He's a good manager. It's weird. I don't know what the Rockies are doing. But it like, doesn't it doesn't make a lick of sense. If you want to lose, don't go sign Chris Bryant. If you want to win, why have you done everything else that you've done the last five years? And if Chris Bryant's getting twenty six a year, why was there more of a market? Are people out on Chris Bryant? Are Patrick, people worried about his injury? Patrick, what twenty six mil a year is a lot for Chris Bryant. I think that's like you said, that's the sweet spot, right? But. You're saying that as if that's most teams are not going to pay that contract to players like that. Like we're talking about 30 mil a year as being the top of the top players like that. Chris Bryant's a world series MVP. No, no, no. You don't understand what I'm saying. I don't. There are only so many teams willing to give out deals that are 30 mil a year. Right. But he's less, but not that much less. That is a big deal for most teams in baseball. Oh man, I take Chris Bryant in a heartbeat. I mean, the Mariners went on the cheap, then got the into the Winker trade instead of paying that money for for Chris Bryant. The Mariners could have afforded it. I think they still would have paid that money. Uh, clearly, they wouldn't have because they didn't try. <laughs> man. Absolutely uh, blown away. Unless he just didn't want to play in Seattle, but he still got a massive contract. Sure, good for him. And that's the thing. Good for him. I still have no idea what the Rockies are doing. Uh, the other thing before we break is, is David Dahl really going to break out this year? He's no longer a Rocky. Exactly. <laughs> what are the Rockies doing? 
CJ Crone's still there? He, oh. CJ Crone's older than me. He had a lot of homers last year, though. Does Yikes. Play, does play course, though. Is Charlie Blackman still there? He is. What's up, dude? So huge, you don't need bobblehead night. He has a huge contract. If they, signed, if they signed Bryant for bobblehead night, that would make sense. But they don't. They have Charlie Blackman and his beautiful mullet. Um, the last thing we'll get to before we look towards next year's class, which Patrick said wow about. Wow. Was the other trade from the A's. And we haven't talked about it yet. Matt Olson going to the Braves. Four of their really highly rated prospects are going to Oakland in return for Matt Olson. Then they signed Matt Olson to an eight-year contract extension, 168 mil, I believe the number was. Um, one, bravo to the Braves, who when they found out that Freddie Freeman was leaving, went out and got the best option available at first base in Matt Olson. Instantly. Im- immediately. They found out he wasn't coming. They're like, all right, let's go get Matt Olson. They gave up a lot. The Christian Pash guy, who was their top prospect they traded away, was really, really good. They just won a World Series. I think they're um, okay. And they signed a and they signed Olson to the extension. I think that's a huge win. I think Olson is fantastic, and getting mm. him not on the cheap but on a more affordable deal than say like Chris Bryant, uh, bravo to the Braves who are right now very very well run. <laughs> Isn't An- Anthopoulos their GM? Yes, sir. The former Blue Jays guy comes yeah. from Cleveland too. Cleveland he, to Toronto to Atlanta. He quite good. Quite good. All right, we'll get to uh, Patrick. Will surprise me. I haven't looked at this yet. With the next year's free agent class, which he said, wow. Wow. Too. But first, he has a Sports Center update. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I'm ready to be surprised. Patrick has pulled up the list of potential free agents next year. Yeah. Obviously, some of these guys could sign extensions uh, during the season if that is what the teams want to do or what they want to do. A lot of these guys have player options. Okay. I will say that. Um, And there's a couple of them that, due to their age, might keep that player option. Um, But you just never know. Some of these guys are kind of near the top of their game and might be able to get more long-term even though it might not be as much per year as they're making out. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So share with me and the listeners, who are the top five to 10 free agents next year? Well, the number one to keep in mind is also the weird contract that we all know of, but we haven't seen him pitch for a year because he's a potentially disgusting human being. That would be Trevor Bauer. Yes. Uh, Trevor Bauer is the one at the list Simply because he could opt out. He's clearly fantastic, but you never know. Sure. Uh, Number two on the list is a 30-year-old, almost 31-year-old third baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. That would be Nolan Arenado. I thought he, didn't he sign an extension with the Cardinals? He has a player option to go into 2022. I thought for some reason they gave him more money. Or 2023. Okay. He signed that deal in Colorado. I see. And so it will run up technically at the end of this season, but he has a player option for $35 million. He also has an option the following year as well. I'm just pulling up his contract right now. Yes. So it's on the table, but if he wanted to sign another five-year deal, make less per year, but more in the long run. And okay, that's what so a lot of these guys are. Here, that's what a lot of these guys are. Here is the, mm-hmm. uh, the full contract, by the way, or the full the note. He has a player opt-out available after this year, which he didn't take, and next year. After that, he's through 2027. So he's so got he decisions opt to out, make. He's going to stay in St. Louis. 
Um, the money stays pretty sexy until the last year as well. 35 mil a year until 25. Then he gets 32, 27, and then 15. So it does taper towards the end. Which makes sense because his skill will taper towards the end. Yes. <clears throat> Although that's not normally how contracts are built. So maybe he does opt out. Who knows? Um, Chris Sale is on this list. I don't think anybody really cares. Uh, here's the big one. There's a player option after this season, and that would be my favorite pitcher in all of baseball. Maybe my favorite player in all of baseball, Jacob deGrom. Mm. And he's pretty old now, right? Isn't he like 34? He will be 34 in the middle of this season. Interesting. Making 30.5. Is his deal longer and that's just his opt-out as well? It's his, it's, it's an opt-out. Like I said, these are opt-outs. But if you are Jacob DeGrom and the Mets stink, which they might stink, you could leave some on the table uh, and he only, head somewhere else. He only has two years left on the deal after that anyway. Yeah, and they're all player options. Now, it is a player option. I don't know. You have the contract in front of you, but his base salary in 2022 is 30.5. But uh, if you could get him on a two-year deal, two years, 70 mil, someone would do that. Potentially. He is set to make in 23, 30.5, like you said. And it's actually a team option in 24 for uh, 32.5 mil. So the Mets could say adios to that kind of money. And then here is the big one for me. Again, this is a player option situation. Xander Bogarts Mm. will be 30 at the end of this season. And he is only making 20 mil this year for the Red Sox. We talk about the young stud for, uh, shortstops coming up, right? Okay? Let's not forget, Xander Bogarts is currently one of the best, if not the best all-around shortstop in baseball. His contract goes to 26, and this is the only opt-out. So he can opt out. Yeah. And he might, he at 20 mil this year, he will most likely opt out on I that. would say based on the salaries we're seeing being handed out here, for Bogarts is an opt-out potential guy. Wait till Trevor Story gets signed. If yep. Trevor Story makes 30 mil, 28 mil, Bogarts is going to opt out. Well, not he'll saying never make he, that much. Not but. saying he won't go back to the Red Sox, but I'd take Bogarts. There are very few shortstops in baseball I would take over Xander Bogarts. Agreed, 100%. I also know, you if any, you haven't mentioned him. I know right now Aaron Judge is a free agent next year as well. Uh, uh, Jose Abreu is also on this list. It's by money. So I haven't gone too far. Well, so yeah, judge, judge is still on a cheap deal. But. Probably makes no money. Yeah. Um, let's see. I will keep going down. He, he is a free agent, but they're going to, obviously they want to keep him. So they're going to try to keep him. Uh, Jose Ramirez has a team option next year, which is not awesome. Well, that means 14 he's staying, mil. Oh, well, 14 it's that much mil. though. That's mm. why he's so wanted on the free, on the trade market. How old is Abreu now? Uh, uh, well, according to this or in real life. According to that, uh, 37 in two months, 36 in two months, no, 37 in two months. Well, this is wrong. This says he's 35 in 55 days. Oh, then maybe at the, at the beginning of the season, that's when he'll turn that. Yeah. And so, the, you're right. That's a true unrestricted free agent right there. Yes. He will be completely unrestricted next year. That's scary because he's old, right? Kettle Marte has a team. Oh, God, that guy. Team opt in. God, we're getting real low. I mean. Okay, so the top of the line guys are there, but it's the chances of them all being there is very slim because there's a lot of player options that guys might 
just take. Right, but I think there's a lot of also, I mean, it just depends on how things shake out. Yeah, like if the Cardinals turn out to be poor, does Arenado opt out to go to a contender? Right. If... Um, or or does he or does his skills diminish and he opts in for the long deal? Sure, uh, I think Bogarts probably will, will opt out, but I also think he'll probably stay in Boston. Just seems like that's his team, and they seem they would they would probably pay him the money he would be asking for. I thought Mookie was going to stay there too. That is true. That is a fair point. Um, but yeah, I mean, interesting. You said wow, but beyond that, the names on that list are not as sexy as I was anticipating. It's just the top. Yeah. It's just the idea of Arenado, DeGrom, Bogarts, Abreu being available is kind of wild. I don't care that Abreu is going to be 36, 37 at the end of this. That man just won an MVP and doesn't look like he's slowing down. Yeah, but that's a, you give him a three-year deal, not a seven-year deal. Of course, but you give him a three-year deal at 28 a year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably true. Yeah. Interesting. All right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap the show up next. Maybe go over a couple other things that we missed or, you know, just uh, mess around like we normally do. This is the Hot Corner on Tenny to the Fan. Starting strong. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Rutgers, baby! They almost just threw the game away, too. He just hit a three as the shot clock was going down. They had the inbounds against Notre Dame, threw it away, and Notre Dame got the layup to uh, take the one-point lead. Dude, I'm telling you, I've watched <laughs> get it, Notre Dame. I've watched a lot of Big Ten basketball this year because it's really good, and Rutgers is the craziest team I've seen in a long time. They have literally beat... Every top team, they've beat Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, all of them. And then they get, like, blown out by Northwestern. <laughs> and Penn State rolls them in their own court. It's it's really wild. Rutgers is the craziest college ball team I've seen in a while. I normally pick in my bracket one team from the first four to win a round or two because they normally do. I think since we've had the first four, an 11 seed has won two games every year. Well, we watched UCLA go to the final four last year. Well, Syracuse went to the final four (laughs) out of it as well. That is also true, yeah. Um, So it's very common. I think the momentum of like we already played once and we're loose helps, and especially they're going up against a six seed who is normally – a seed who is it's a high-end mid-major seed well it's it's a team that started the year well and has had some issues so they've fallen is usually how it goes texas yep um i think who who would uh who would rutgers and or notre dame be playing mm, I hold forget. tight i forget hold tight i know you have your paper over there but the six seeds always like one of those that's uh, they've kind of played well, but they're really inconsistent. And I don't know if they're going to make it, make a move. Same with the five seed. Like those two teams, that's why the five twelve is such a popular upset pick. Cause the 12 is like winner of this the game best gets- conference champion <clears throat> from the low conferences. Right. Against a team that's been like, eh. winner of this game gets Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Perfect. Got it. Coach Alabama started the year very well and they're terrible and they're not that good. They, 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 flamed out they flamed out yeah it it's crazy i also you know this this is as as a college basketball guy and i might be you know i honestly might be the number one college basketball watch at the whole station 
which is crazy to think that little old me, who hasn't been around very long, only seven years, uh, watches more college basketball than anybody else. Well, we live in a region where college basketball doesn't matter. Well, but I went to Wazoo, and I grew up a GU fan. Yes. So it does matter to me. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, yeah. Just in general. Yeah, yeah. We live in a region where college basketball doesn't matter. Um, I mean, Rop and I would probably be the other two who would compete with you. You're a Q's guy. He's a KU guy. That makes sense. We went to school at big college basketball schools. But I'll be honest, and I think Rop has said this as well. The last couple of years, my interest and love of college basketball has waned. Because the product is just not that good. And I think even you can agree with that. Oh, the, this this game has been great and a hot mess. Yeah. And the tournament will always be great because it's one and done and the upsets. Drama. And, some little guy's always going to come forward at some yeah. point. And, but you, you get a ton of games like this where it's close at the end. And it is a hot mess, which is fun in the tournament. You know when it's not fun? In the regular season. Yeah, I know. But what I was going to say is, is I really hate the play-in game. And I, I actually hate it the most for the 16 seeds. I don't think it's fair. You won your call it. You won your conference tournament. You should get into the dance. And there shouldn't be this. We actually have six 16 seeds instead of four. Like they should have a shot to actually play a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, et cetera. I do think that's a little bit weird that they won the conference but have to play in the plan. It's it's absolutely garbage. And then when you get to this 11 seed, this 11 seed thing, nine times out of 10, you know, let's take Wyoming off the board from last night. Nine times out of 10, they're programs you've heard of. Yeah. They're programs that are decent. Mike, just Bray, down years. Mike Bray at Notre Dame, that's a decent program. Rutgers beat the top half of the Big Ten, and they're the winner of this gets to play a six seed, which is usually like – a high-end mid-major or a struggling high-major, like you're setting it up for them to win. And I know we don't want to talk about well, fair and things that, like that. Wouldn't but it, that be intentional? Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is that I know all sports aren't fair. That's not what I mean. But in this instance, it's not right. It's not fair. I'll say it. It's just not. You can't. These teams, these teams, if well, they made the tournament, are better than an 11 seed. Rutgers is? Yes. No no major program is lower than a 10 seed. Almost ever. Usually. Unless you're in this BS 11 seed play-in game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I view this as it's more eyeballs, it's more drama, and... Look, Notre Dame wasn't great this year. Rutgers wasn't great this year. They were barely deserving of being in the tournament, right? That's why they're in the first four. I think they should have been in. You can argue what you want to argue, but then somebody but, else but is I know in the same position. But I know what you mean. Somebody else is in the same position then. Um, I follow you. I like the 11-11 play-ins. I think it's fun, and I think it gives bubble teams a little extra hope at the end of the year. I'm with you. If you win your conference tournament, you should not lose in the first four and not get to play a big team. Are you going to lose by 50? Probably. But you should still get a chance. I agree. That's what I think it is. And I I think there's just too many conferences. And I I just don't think it's it's right for the sixth seed to play a team that's played a game. They've played a game and they won a game. Is what it is, Patrick. It's dumb. That's going to do it for us today. Shocker. The NCAA is dumb. We will be into spring training next Wednesday when we have a show for you. 
We're two weeks away from John as well. Let's get into some of these new rules and stuff. Let's get into collective bargaining next week. Sure. Yeah, we got uh, Universal DH. We got no shifts, all that kind of stuff. We'll get to that next week. Patrick will be back in the one chair. Joe will be back behind the ones and twos. I'll be back over there yapping. Listen to the podcast, Last Shot Tires podcast, tenure to the fan.com on the Odyssey app. If you missed any of the show and you want to hear it, listen to Beers on Us, which will drop tomorrow. Talking brewery food. Very near and dear to my heart. About to go record that now. 